0: We all know that angst when there are things we just don't know how to talk about. You know, the things we keep secrets about, like our sexuality.
1: We're Sean and Helena Bonito, and we welcome you to the Secret Habit Podcast. We find it so hard to find couples willing to talk about sex and how to live out God's design for sexuality. This is why we are here, to be that couple for you.
0: Relational challenges around sex can be so awkward to talk about. That is why this podcast is all about authenticity with a heavy dose of fun.
1: We want you to experience hope that inspires change. The kind of change that helps you love stronger, laugh harder, and sex better.
0: Let's go!
1: Welcome to the holiday special. Welcome. I'm here with Sean. And I'm super excited about this because I'm sure you guys are probably going to be visiting your family or are going to, most of us are in family settings. And this brings us to a topic of, wow, aren't we sometimes kind of coming back to our old memories of like, I am maybe acting like a child, you know, when we are back into our rooms and or maybe just like our back in our familiarity, familiarity um, our surroundings like our family <laughs> uh we can suddenly be like oh like yeah. i would not act like this usually or feel these things usually right. but i'm around my family and i am feeling these things so
0: or people avoid family because they know what they're gonna feel
1: oh uh, yes yes so this is what we're gonna be talking about and also i would say that there is uh, there's a lot of Happening when it comes to you know people coming back to that those places and they are retriggered into different memories and then maybe relapses are happening or uh, even things like other things that you might be trying to cope with that you usually don't wouldn't right. wouldn't, wouldn't do unless this is a family holiday season so. This is kind of what brings us to this. Okay, Sean recently... I'm super excited about this because (laughs) Sean recently um, went through um, a a course and he is officially an inner child recovery specialist. So I'm so excited about this. (laughs) He took a course uh, with... Eddie Caparucci, and he wrote an amazing book, uh, Going Deeper, and he really goes and in diving into this uh, concept of inner child and inner child healing and how it relates to pornography. And this is also, like, I'm so excited to talk about this because of this, because Sean right now is certified in this. And uh, also recently, Sean and I were going through this, like, uh, you know, I'm going through something that I'm realizing, wow, like, i uh, I have gone through a lot of healing when it comes to my body image and all these things but there's recently that this thing came up and I was like wow like I am acting like a child like there's mm-hmm. something going on wow. um, and we were diving into this and there was this story that that was brought up to my attention that I really was like totally kind of you know putting down inside not wanting to let it let anybody know about yeah. this story yeah. And it was so relatable to why Sean and I had this conflict and why I was reacting the way I was reacting. So this, even why I'm having this like such a passion about Sean talking about this topic is because he actually recently helped me with something that I didn't even know was there. Mm, And I really want other people to know about this. So, uh... Yeah, babe. I I just want to give you the floor hmm. to start uh, really diving into this.
0: Yeah, thank you, and it's really special. It was great to go through that that uh, certification and just learn a new approach that I can add into my coaching. It's been incredibly. Fruitful the last few months with clients. I was doing it to some degree before but now there's a, an extra element to it That's really amazing and what you're saying about the holidays Yeah, like when we get around family or maybe we've had loss during the holidays It can actually be a really hard season for people and it can be really triggering because those memories come back And when Helena says like we become almost like a child It's not so much like we're you know throwing tantrums or whatever. It's like <laughs> we, we, we become immature in how to make adult decisions so we We reach for that extra beer. We have that extra plate of stuffing. We do things that we wouldn't normally do, and then we actually regret it. We say things we wouldn't say, or we hide, we isolate. And that's that's a child way of living, of relating to the world. And that's really what inner child is all about, is seeing how this child part of you comes out, gets activated in the moments, and then basically your adult brain shuts off and the child is in the driver's seat so we want to talk about that today but before i do that i just want to put in a plug for the secret habit men's recovery community what a great place to be if you're in the holidays especially going into the new year and you're struggling or you want to make the next year the best year ever that's a great place for you to join have safe community with other men on the Mm -hmm. same journey get access to free courses live trainings you get access to me being in there posting content answering questions what an awesome place to be if you're feeling discouraged or you are just ready to upgrade your recovery so you can join that at secrethabit.ca slash community or click the link below but Without further ado, let's get into talking a bit more about the inner child. I really want this to be more of an overview, so it's digestible. And I want to walk you through nine steps that I've been doing with my clients recently to help you understand what does it look like to actually heal the inner child, to attune to the inner child, to invite Jesus into loving on this inner child. Not to say that Jesus doesn't love it, but a lot of times our inner child doesn't believe Jesus loves him. Mm -hmm. And that's really powerful. So just starting off, like... Even what Helen is saying, like she's just had some recent stuff happen where her inner child is activated and triggered. And we all have that more times than we'd like to admit. Even I just went through a season. That's why I got certified in this. I was very passionate about learning more about my inner child. So Helen and I are coming on this podcast with a lot of passion because it's things that we've recently gone through, are going through, and will always go through. Because we have an inner child inside of us that will never be like... Free from the pain it went through, it's just that we learn how to love and lead that part of us.
1: Yeah, and I and I must say I was uh, actually read Eddie's book on going deeper about the inner child um, about a when was it about a year ago, and it was it was totally groundbreaking. I was like this totally makes sense, uh, and then just I don't know. It, it's so interesting. You can read something and then like, kind of don't puzzle piece things mm-hmm. together until you really go through something until yeah. you. Really realize like why did I do this? Like this makes no sense. This is not like what I want. Uh, but I did that, yeah. and uh, just really, I think I think this this whole idea and the whole concept of inner child. Like if if you're thinking of like how does this like relate to you know Christianity? Like I I, I just want to tell you like the the reality is that if you think about Jesus, he had compassion. He had a great compassion on our stories and who who we are and he he wanted he was curious he's curious about people and this is this is really what we're doing we're just curious about what what happened so we can um we can move forward by the fact that jesus can bring that truth into our lives Mm -hmm. we don't have to live with that with that child rate right, the, the child you know running the show yeah. and really that's what what's going on so um i, I right. just wanted to i just wanted to put uh a, maybe an understanding from uh just just an understanding that we're here to have compassion and a curiosity and understanding of what what might be happening
0: yes that's right yeah so that that's a perfect grounding to get started a framework and and I wrestled with this concept for a long time of of how does it fit into uh, scripture how is it like a Christian and it's just really actually cool to see how God made the imagination he made our minds it's very clear that there there are parts of us that are immature that get 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 agitated get Um, Triggered, And what I've come to believe is like just because something quote unquote isn't in the Bible, like, like guns aren't in the Bible as an example, we can look to the creator and study what he made, still worshiping him as the creator, but psychology is actually a way to do that. And I think when we look at ways to invite Jesus into these psychological practices and exercises, we would call that inner healing prayer contemplative prayer and this is a very very much an approach that would include that style of healing mm-hmm. so when we look at inner child recovery there's also something called internal family systems that have made its way into christian um, counseling and therapy that's really my take on it is that we're taking something that we believe God created, which is psychology and partnering it with the movement of the Holy Spirit using mm-hmm. this beautiful imagination he's giving us. And I've yeah. seen people take it too far and make it feel new agey and make it feel kind of weird and wonky. I've experienced inner, child, inner healing prayer. I've experienced contemplative prayer. Helen and I both have experienced those yes. things and we yeah. were healed by them. We loved them. We appreciated them. And when I learned about inner child healing, I thought, wow. This is a really great opportunity to look at how do I put my own, like, my own flavor on this. Yeah, I Feeling think, like what's right in the Lord.
1: Yeah, it's it's amazing. I think, you know, we, I have wrestled with that too, where uh, this, this came to my mind. It's kind of like we, we still go to a doctor. Like there is a science in regards to our bodies and how our bodies work And that we can take an insulin, we can, you know, there are certain things in biology as to how we can, uh, you know, use the things of this world to to help us. And I don't think that's against, just because an insulin isn't in the Bible doesn't mean that isn't helpful and help somebody. So it's kind of the same way I I view uh, things as to how we understand psychology and understanding our brain is not evil it is like God, God isn't like, I think it's beautiful that we can understand that God made science. Uh, he made our brains. Well, all we are doing is we're just unpacking it and, and all actually what you come up with, this is what I always come up with. When I look into psychology, uh, it is actually empty if we don't have Jesus. It's it because everything when we understand yeah. the brain is like when I, I understand the brain and when That's I right. actually understand these these even in a child it's like it's empty without Jesus. Yeah. It's like yeah I actually have nobody to divert this to. It's yeah. kind of like you you have two choices if it's a secular psychology you kind of have to become a god yourself and try to like you know have the understanding of what's happening but then you actually technically have no. Uh, nobody to direct this to words so like this is kind of the whole idea yeah. is that that the end is Jesus actually coming in and 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 healing healing that area that is broken yeah right. but with other places it's just it, it's actually uh, it, it's it's so you kind of have to become your own God in a mm-hmm. sense of like what's uh, that's kind of what I'm sensing, like, you know, in psychology, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna throw this out there, but in psychology is this, uh, is this concept of understanding our attachment, which is, like, understanding how we were attached to our, our parents when we were young, so we either have an insecure or a, a secure attachment, well, well, let's say your parents might have not respond to you when you were happy, sad, mad, or glad, and they ha- didn't respond to you, and you, in your formative years, might have Created an, uh, an insecure attachment. Now, now I I believe that technically, like there's no well, there's no parent that is perfect, and that's actually what psychology proved to us that there's no parent yeah. on this entire planet that is perfect. That's but right. we all long for a perfect parent. We all long for a perfect relationship, and this is exactly what it is. It's like we understand that there's this imperfection, but we long for perfection. So where do we get that perfection? Yeah. Yeah. Is with jesus and that's kind of that's kind of the whole concept of like we're understanding that there's this inner child that is that we we were wounded when we were young and this is this is now uh now something's happening to us and so uh, so there this is this beauty of that that jesus can come and uh we are inviting jesus to 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 help us understand this to to heal to heal this this part that is this seems to still kind of control our lives yeah Um, so yeah, that is, that is, that is kind of what my, my take Mm. on this whole concept and, and why I I think this is what I really wanted people to understand from a Christian perspective, what, what, how I view this.
0: Yeah, it's so important. I think that's something that we found doing this work that a lot of people don't understand the partnering of the Bible and God's creation. Yeah, because that is so important. The Bible doesn't go into detail about botanists. <laughs> there's beauty in flowers. We want to study those things, right? Yes. Yeah, there's so without going too deep into that, we just wanted to lay a framework because we've definitely wrestled with that ourselves and come to the conclusion that this is really a beautiful practice that we've seen honor the Lord and bless people in knowing him deeper. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about what it is like inner child healing like what a weird thing like there's a child in me Like what does that mean? Like that's weird kind of sounding Mm -hmm. thing so simple I want to like from a brain and a mind perspective When you're young, especially in your formative years, you have things that cause you pain We can call that trauma. We can call that loss. We can call that hurt whatever word you want to use in that moment you felt something you believed th- something and that stays with you. That gets seared into your subconscious. Now in the present day as an adult, anytime time you experience what that child felt or believed, you will be reminded of that memory. You might not like visually remember that memory, but something in your body will respond as if you were a child going through that painful situation. And Eddie, in his training, talks about this idea of what you feel versus what is real. And the sad reality is when that happens, your inner child gets triggered, and the part of your brain that is mature, that can think and rationalize the prefrontal cortex, actually gets like deactivated. And the part of your brain that is like primal and immature is activated the um, limbic system. And you basically become a child. You don't become a child, but you start thinking child in a childlike way mm-hmm. because you're going back to a memory of when you were young and you were hurt and you went into a fight-flight-freeze mode. You went into a fear response. And that is what gets triggered. That's what happens when you're an adult. What you feel overtakes what is real. Mm. For example, I'm running Secret Habit as a business. There have been times this last year that I have felt horrendous fear And anxiety and worry about the financial stability of running a business while having a a new family, a young family. What is real is that God has provided abundantly. There has always been enough. And it has been a wonderful experience. But what I feel is terror in the memory of my parents being heavy in debt. Of trying a business when I was younger and failing. Of investing in things and they go and... They go down to zero and I lose out on investments. What I feel is different than what is real. And it has been a hard year for me. And it's actually been through this type of healing that I have, be- I have come out the other side and I feel like a different person mm-hmm. over the last few months. But what it is, that is what it is. It's basically you feeling the pain of past memories in the present moment so strongly that you can't decipher the past from the present anymore. And it's the child that was hurt, that experienced loss, that experienced fear, that takes over. And then we make immature decisions to numb, to flee, to fight, to do things that we probably wouldn't do, such as watch porn and masturbate on another day. And that's why most guys, after they're done masturbating, they say, how did I even get here? Because they're not even consciously aware of what just happened. And that's why I believe you need a coach to go through something like this. It is vital. If you're gonna do inner child recovery, if you actually want to experience freedom to the f- fullest level, I'm now seeing that like inner child recovery m- is a must, mm-hmm. is an absolute must. So that is what it is. Uh, Helena's been learning more about it with me along the way. Here, is there anything you would want to add from somebody who maybe didn't go through that training and is like, some they might have this question as well, Sean? Like, what else comes to your mind, Hun? And if there is anything,
1: yeah. Well, I'm just like thinking a lot about what just happened to me recently. Uh, it was this question of like, uh, when did I start dieting? Like, how old was I when I started dieting? Like, and what did it do to my perception of food and understanding of like the, the, the goodness, the goodness of like a body and what did I try to, what did I try to like accomplish by that? Mm. And basically, that that's the thing is like dieting has a you know 99 percent of uh, failure um, in in it, like in the study of dieting, it's actually like people who do, try dieting is ninety nine percent of failure, and that's exactly why that's not how how we were made. What we were made for um, we're not made for gluttony either, but we're not made for dieting either, we, we were made for a healthy relationship with food, and our body is our understanding of who we are, but it's like, I know this, now, what, why did I try to diet, what happened with me, uh, what did I try to solve with that, um, it was a coping mechanism to basically feel, to feel accepted to feel wanted because the cool girls in school were thin and skinny and they so so what did i do is like that's what you think is best and then you end up you know really damaging your body going into extreme measures to to look great but then you're actually in a great bondage and prison um so it's it's um either way right like even when you eat a lot of food you're in bondage to your to 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 this prison and you're just coping with the fact that you can't ever be good enough to follow this diet or whatever that is um and that all is related to you know being bullied or somebody say to me something that when I was when I was young and then you then you take that as a wow like that's my identity now that's You know, that shameful message. I believed about myself when my mom said to me, uh, you know, somebody else would look better in that dress than you do when you're eight, let's say. Wow. Like, what do you think that that somebody like What do you think I would start believing? Or you, you would start believing about something like that? I'm just talking about, I'm sure that this is, you know, there's, this is so many women's stories that they, they kind of deal with this area of their lives.
0: Well, everybody, like men care just as much about what they're seen as, as women do, yeah. right? So,
1: so the shameful message yeah. and then understanding of like, wow, that is when that started. Now, yeah, what did I you feel Ling.
0: and what, what did you believe?
1: Yes. I,
0: right. Yeah. So, so, so vital. So, yeah, that's amazing. Let's use that as like the, the, to, the piggyback to the next point is like, why does this matter? And Like what you're saying is why it matters. I I was on a call with a friend the other day and I explained to him this inner child practice and When we when I asked him the question of like When did this start like what's the story behind? what's the memory that comes up when you're thinking about being afraid of interacting with other people or that you're feeling lost in what God wants you to do and actually like let him like he start crying remembering a past story and and this matters so much because what it does is it takes our or takes our adult brain out of the equation because an adult brain doesn't understand the child brain a child doesn't have the rationality to think that things are just going to work out okay that that person's opinion doesn't really matter like that a child doesn't know these things they can't really regulate like an adult can it doesn't have the rationality its brain doesn't like a, a brain isn't really formed until like you're 25 so a child is at a is in a deficit when it comes to their identity when it comes to the rationality when it comes to all of these dynamics that adults don't seem to quite understand as, as a new dad it's like sometimes i'm like why does violet do that it's like she's a child like she's not even two yet yeah that makes sense but that's how it goes until they're like actually adults um but here's why this all matters because what helena just said what i've been saying when we understand that there's a child part of us that has been wounded and hurt and has experienced loss it helps us realize that an adult way of fixing this problem isn't going to help it's not about doing something more it's not about setting a goal or or even condemning yourself of i should have been able to do this i should have been able to do that if you're a, a, a parent listening to this and you have a whatever age old child, if they're under the age of you know 12 or whatever, it's like if they ran to you hurt and in pain and just lost something, are you going to treat them like they're an adult? Are you gonna treat them like they're a child? Are you going to attune to them and soothe them and love them and maybe ask what do they need right now? What would be helpful? Because I, I assume that's what you would do that is why this matters because when we start to learn about our child we realize that there's a child inside of us that is hurting that is in pain and it needs compassion it needs to be understood it needs to be realized that like it is looking for any way to soothe itself and if 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 you're finding yourself feeling like you're going towards things like pornography and masturbation and you don't know why, if you just feel like you always um, steer away from the Lord's will out of fear and you don't know why, these are perfect opportunities to look at your inner child. And really, what this does, is it actually creates a very clear path of healing. The clear path of healing is not reading your Bible more or praying more or doing this more or anything. Like. It's actually saying, where did my, where where did I experience? pain and hurt so much that when I feel sadness I go to pornography where did I feel pain so much that when I feel shame my belief system goes towards I am the biggest failure in the world and everyone hates me this is where you need to go and that's why this matters
1: mm-hmm. and that's why we don't go to prayer yes when uh, you know that that is that's why we don't go to prayer when when these things happen and we go to Things like pornography, food, and other things. Exactly. Yeah. Or that, or or just watching Netflix until you can't even feel anything.
0: Yeah. We do yeah, things whatever. that we do. We do things that affirm what we believe. Yeah. Or maybe you do have the discipline to go and pray more or read the Bible. The problem is, is it your inner child is activated in that moment, and it's pretty likely that that child doesn't believe Jesus loves him given the fact that he came to believe what he believes. Hmm. Given the fact that he continues to get activated and triggered and sends you into a tailspin. Hmm. It's very likely that that's true. And this matters so much because your identity is beloved son or beloved daughter. But there are parts of you, parts of you that have been seared in trauma and loss and pain that don't believe that you're a beloved son or a beloved daughter that don't believe that they are loved unconditionally. And it's actually, this matters so much because it's actually your job to, to locate those painful parts of you and actually invite the love of God into them. Like for me, like God, part of me just cannot seem to trust you with money. Part of me is just gripping at this secret habit business and it is terrified. Lord, I invite all of you into this part of me and speak truth over this part, fully understand why it does what it does and experiences what it does. But I want to bring love and truth into this. Mm. And that's why this matters is because we're actually deepening our devotion to the Lord by fully surrendering to him for the first time. Mm -hmm. I think so often we have this idea that our identity is us like as an example, your beloved son, your beloved daughter, and if you go watch pornography, your identity is failure, flawed, whatever. But let's say for me, ninety-five percent of Sean trusts the Lord with money. There's there's truth in this. I've moved across the country, went into full-time ministry. There's a lot of part. There's a lot of Sean that trusts the Lord with everything he's got. Mm. But there are parts of me that don't. I'm not gonna give the enemy the right to say that I am. A failure because I don't trust the Lord with money no no no. I believe part of Sean doesn't and it's actually been me inviting Jesus into healing that part over the last handful of months that has been incredibly mm-hmm. therapeutic as an example and I think Christians need to like take a hold of their identity realizing that it's parts of them not the whole being that is that is not not able to be aligned with trusting in the Lord yes. believing in the Lord and I believe that's why this matters because oh, it's just something I see with my clients so much, the men that I work with. Mm-hmm. My own life, Helena's life, is that we often think we make one mistake and that our identity is based off of that one mistake. Yes. Doesn't
1: Yeah, that's so true, huh? doesn't change the call for our repentance and the remorse no. that we feel. Um, and I think this it can go both ways, like where it's the... Uh, like people just take advantage of the grace that, that we have received. But there is there's importance in the understanding that uh, that it, you are not, um, the, the shame that goes beneath it that that's exactly what the enemy is trying to do is to call you, you're this, you're that, and you're totally stuck and you'll never be able to be close. <laughs> or like this is, you just got to work harder, you just got to yeah. do this, you just got to do that, and then... Maybe God is going to bless right. you and like all these things where it's like, um, yeah. able to understand yourself from a, from a big picture
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, is important.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that's what it is, why it matters. And I could share more and more and more, but I really want to just talk about like how, how do you do it? How do you do inner child healing? Um, I wrote a post recently on nine steps that I've been walking my clients through, and I thought it'd be really cool to to read those. I'll also put this in a blog, so if you want to actually dive in and see them and do them, if this is something you want to work with me through, you can reach out, you can join the community, or book a recovery navigator call at secrethabit.ca. But I really want to walk you through these things, and as I'm walking you through them. I want to explain the gravity of them in the simplest form possible. So this is very digestible. Um, we actually got to have an amazing conversation with Helena just the other day about some of these steps. And it was just so cool. Mm. Um, like you got to experience just like, wow, there's so much healing available that like you and I over the last year have learned more and more about this. And oh, it's yes. just been tremendous, right?
1: Yeah, I think that's why like we've had such a much like greater communication. It doesn't mean this is a thing like... It doesn't mean that we don't face a challenge within an argument. It is not the problem. Isn't within an argument, or that we have different opinions that we have to search through. That's not the problem. The problem is, is in the understanding of what's happening and like grow through whatever whatever we are might be deferring on trying to under, trying to talk about. And this this is what we're like for the last year we've had the. Yeah. I would say that. It's just been so stable because we have some solid conversation that I just love it. Like That's right. And we, you, just, you just grow because you have these solid conversations. You don't, you don't have to run away from them. They actually make you, hmm. uh, they actually develop your character and yeah. it, it helps.
0: Amen. Because you can have a mature conversation, yes. right? When you become aware of the immature parts of you, it helps you bring them into maturity. And I wrote an article recently called Love Before You Lead. And let me talk about that because this is how you do inner child work. And I'm not saying this is the only way how. I'm just saying this is what I've been doing with clients recently. This is my own flavor on looking at inner child healing and IFS work, inner healing prayer. And also looking at like most of the guys that I'm working with seem to have a protective nature rather than a firefighter. I'm not saying that's all the time. But I wrote this article based off of a protective nature that is protecting. The inner child is protecting Itself from something, but um, what I want to say before I get into that is, men generally, or women will do this too with inner child, is that we want to fix the problem. So if you are tempted or triggered by something, you want to initially just like fix it, like crucify the flesh. And these ideas are very stern. But what I want to tell you right now is we need to love before we lead, and the idea of giving insight or setting a a plan to fix the problem is leading, but we need to love first. So let's talk about that. So um, I'm just gonna read what I wrote in this article and elaborate a little bit where necessary. So step number one, ask your inner child what he or she is afraid of. This would be great if you closed your eyes and imagined your inner child. Maybe you asked the Lord to bring you to a painful memory, a painful story. Maybe you can just simply ask the Lord, Lord, I want to meet little Sean right now. Would you reveal to me whatever you want me to know, whatever you want me to see and just sit there for a moment. So you ask your inner child, what is he afraid of? The idea here is to ask him, what is he protecting himself from? How does he protect himself? What is he afraid of? Step number two, ask your inner child, what triggers these fears? So you want to learn what are the actual things that trigger him or her to feel the need to protect. And those could be emotional, physical, spiritual. could be anything. And to learn what triggers those fears is substantial. Third step is asking your inner child what he or she does to protect himself when he gets... I'm just going to say he because I wrote it that way. It'll be easier. Ask your inner child what he does to protect himself when he gets triggered. What does the child mind go to? when it's triggered. Is it porn and masturbation? Is it isolation? Is it avoidance? Is it aggression? Is it anger? Is it alcohol? What is it? Because that's gonna be really, really crucial. Now, here's a beautiful moment. You've gathered some information about what he's afraid of, what triggers these fears, and what he goes to when he he gets triggered. Just right now, those first three steps is basically framing your whole world as to how you are still living like a child. Just take a moment and think about that for a second. What is your inner child afraid of? What triggers these fears? What does he go to, to protect himself? It's amazing how we start seeing how this is continuing to play in our life in the present moment. Step number four, and this is a really cool thing to actually do in your mind's eye, ask your inner child what he really needs when he is experiencing these triggers and begins protecting himself. This will be so huge to actually learn what did you need when you went through that pain, when you went through that loss, when you went through that trauma. A lot of guys needed a hug. A lot of guys needed someone to tell them that they are loved. A lot of guys just needed to be in the presence of someone they believed cared for them. You know what they don't need? They don't need to be told it's going to be okay, that you're you know, you you didn't do anything wrong. That that's not affirming. A child can't believe that. They need to be affirmed and loved and given what they actually need. And what do children need most? As much like my wife, when she's down and and sad, she needs a hug. She needs to be told she's loved last thing she needs is for me to fix her or try and help her, which I often do and I make a huge <laughs> mistake. But that's the reality. And anyone listening to this is like, yeah, like when my child's sad or mad or anything, they don't want to lecture. They don't want me to just tell them it'll all be okay. Because a child can't understand how that's true. They need to actually get what they need. So this will probably be the hardest step for anybody doing this practice. What does the inner child actually need? And when you learn that, You've learned what he's afraid of you've learned what triggers him you learn what he turns to when he's triggered to protect himself and now you learn what he needs this is really the beauty of this practice step number five offer him compassion for what he's gone through offer him understanding that you understand why he would be afraid why he would get triggered and why he would use these things to protect himself and sit with the pain Of him not getting his needs met. Realizing that he needed a hug. He needed someone to be there with him. He needed to be told he's loved and he didn't get those things. That is so painful. And this one sounds crazy. But even thank him for how hard this part of you has worked to protect you from the greatest fears becoming reality. That is actually a moment to thank this part of you because it has tried so hard to protect you from failure and rejection and all these other things that aren't pleasant to feel. But that's from a child mind. Remember, this is what they feel versus what is real. And this is so crucial. So that's step number five, compassion, understanding, sitting with the pain, thanking him or her. Step number six, and I love this one. Explain to him that his way of protecting may have seemed to work for a while, but it is no longer working and you need him to take a step back and to relax while you take the lead. This is where you come in, Not you're, not, you're still not teaching him, but you're loving him in a way to say, I'm here for you, I'm gonna take a lead here, I'm gonna support you and what you've been doing, I understand why you do it, man, but it doesn't work anymore and I need you to relax because I got you. So, so valuable. Step number seven, explain to him, Why facing the fears matters to you tell him cast a vision for him and how it will lead to a better outcome Than what he has been experiencing show him tell him get him excited to the best you can to actually say Yeah, that that actually sounds amazing. I've never thought of that before So cool to be able to lead your inner child after you've loved him Now step number eight and step number nine are really where we turn this into like inner healing prayer invite Jesus into the pain of your inner child and one by one tell your inner child that when he gets triggered by this or fears that, that you and Jesus will be right there to support him and help him get what he needs. This is an amazing opportunity to pause and invite Jesus into this imagery, into this imagination. Picture him. Feel him experience him because that is really where the healing happens everything is about Jesus doing the healing here and then the step nine remind your inner child of the truth found in the word of God the promise of God and the character of God and help him experience the loving touch of his Savior and that is the nine steps that I've been walking my clients through recently and it has been so fruitful for these men who are so used to condemning themselves or running away from things, not even knowing that Jesus loves them because they keep going to the sin. Oh, it's just been so precious to help them see why they do what they do, how it actually makes sense, what they can do to attune to that part and love it and then lead it and invite Jesus into loving that part that feels unlovable. Because that's often what happens Mm -hmm. is we keep doing the same thing and don't know why and then that part ends up feeling unlovable. And this is an amazing opportunity to understand that part and to invite Jesus into it to heal it. And offer truth and love and grace and mercy. And this is an ongoing practice. Basically, the goal here is not to just annihilate the inner child or or do this once and it's done forever. The goal here is to become so aware of your inner child that you can basically attune to it, attune to him, attune to her in a split second. And you develop this skill set to loving and leading your inner child. It actually gets to the point where your inner child begins to believe that Jesus loves him. what Jesus is saying is true and I believe and I've experienced this a lot recently the inner child won't get activated So intensely it might not even get activated at all anymore in some areas. So this is really special because it allows Husbands to be husbands not children. It allows wives to be wives not children It allows dads to be dads not children. It allows mothers to be mothers and not children I told my friend the other day you're gonna be a dad soon It's really important that you aren't a child trying to raise a child. It's really important Mm -hmm. that you become a father. Mm -hmm. And the only way to do that is to know when we become childish and love and lead those parts. And it's such a perfect prerequisite to becoming a dad because you're going to learn how to be a father Mm -hmm. through reparenting yourself in a way, Mm -hmm. leading yourself so you can lead other people. And it's just so, so precious.
1: How beautiful this is. Yeah, like just, um, you know we don't, it's so beautiful because we so long to still be children that are like, that are wanted, seen, accepted by Heavenly Father. It's literally what we're feeling inside still. Like, we were all children at one point. But the thing is, like, your parents, my parents, none of these parents, these earthly parents, just weren't able to give you that perfection, and when you were a child like this, you weren't able to understand that, or at least I was not able to understand that there's a heavenly Father that attunes to me perfectly. I, I couldn't understand it back then. And so, I, you know, it's so beautiful that there is a perfect Father to us mm, yes that attunes to us perfectly, that loves us perfectly, that is that perfect love for us. Amen. We yeah. don't have to run like these children, confused anymore.
0: Hmm.
1: That we can settle, we can settle because we have a perfect father.
0: Yes, Amen.
1: We don't wow. have to run, and that's why we can become adults and 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 really like live from that place with our children, um, because we we have our heavenly father first, hmm. and so we can actually grow up.
0: Yeah. So good. So, so good. Yeah, there's a lot more we could share. Digging into the challenges of a lot of people not believing the Lord loves them. This is actually such a great approach and therapy for that specific problem. Um, But I want to end on this quote and then obviously our, our mantra. But there's a quote from Theodore Roosevelt, and I think it ties so well into how we can lead our inner children. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And your inner child doesn't care how much you know until it knows how much you care because it didn't receive that care growing up. And that's what caused a rupture in trust, a wound, and a trauma. So these are things that we are deeply passionate about, especially over the last year. And this is literally like the perfect time for our mantra. is like letting our failures be your success because I've experienced a whole nother level of freedom In my fourth and fifth year of freedom from pornography masturbation because of this type of work and I wish I learned about it earlier so if you're like just starting your journey or you're a couple years sober and you're really like how do I become more free that is a great time to reach out to join the community to get immersed in this I'm doing a live training at the end of January on recognizing the parts of you and bringing them love and leadership. I'm actually doing a free live training on that. So if you like this podcast, that is going to be the next step. If you're a male over 18 years old, join the community and get into that live training. What a blessing that is. So secrethabit.ca slash community. I'm so pumped to see you there because that is really the secret habit ecosystem of people that want to recover and do with other people and learn how to love and lead the parts of them that need to be loved and led.
1: Yeah, and, and there is there is going to be some news. So we are, uh, I'm going to be stepping back for a little bit and there's going to be just Sean uh, speaking for the next couple of podcasts. We have three podcasts coming That's right. out. And during the holiday season, uh, we are going to be away. And so... I am stepping back for the three for the next three podcasts that we're releasing. So just wanted to let you know that um, you are going to hear me uh, in the fourth, in the next upcoming fourth podcast. And we're going to be coming back as a couple and Sean, We're going to just do do a couple of teachings for the next three ones. And you you have a lot to look forward to and be excited about.
0: Yes. Thanks for sharing that. Yes. So this will come out just before Christmas and then you'll have three from me. One of them will be about community. One of them will be about winning the day and one of them will be about triggers and all about why they happen and what you can do about them. So look forward to those. Those are some specific teachings and trainings. But yeah, we just always, like I said, want to end with our failures being your success. We wish you a Merry Christmas. Thank the Lord for Christmas. It's incredible. What a gift. And we are just beyond blessed to have you listening to Secret Habit. It really blesses us. So pray that you've been blessed.
1: Yeah, Let's love and God bless.